what's up and welcome to an episode of just be real this is a podcast hosted by me mary van amy and is dedicated to just being real about life all the ins and outs relationships and dating culture jobs school whatever you can think of it'll be talked about on this podcast so sit back relax and let's get real what's up you guys i'm so glad to be back um it's been quite some time and if you can't read or are blind or just didn't notice this podcast is no longer called chasing light um it is called just be real and we're just going to be real about a lot of things we're going to talk about hard topics maybe some uncomfortable stuff but we're just going to keep it real and you know that's the best thing that we can do i'm really over sugarcoating and um sweeping things under the rug per se i'm really excited to dig up some harder topics and really dive into these things with you guys because i feel like that's the most important and i feel like people get the most out of things when people are being honest it doesn't really matter what it is in life that's why I said things because I couldn't really pinpoint anything because I think being honest really is the best thing that you can do and that goes for everything in life like I said so um I put out a poll on my twitter on the naughty and nice twitter um which by the way I now own a macrame shop it is fabulous it is naughty and nice macrame shop spelled k-n-o-t-t-y Um, So on the Naughty and Ice Twitter page, I put out a poll and most people voted for breaking toxic bonds as being the first episode. So that is what we are going to talk about. Um, If you guys listen to the Beauty of Breakups um, episode, then you kind of, you already know I left my longtime ex that I had moved to Texas with. We broke up. Um... We're going on month seven now, I believe, being separated. So in between that, um, I ended up traveling to Colorado for about two months with somebody I met. And I promise all of this has relevance because a lot of what I have surrounded myself with in the last years of my life um, is a lot of toxicity. But I'm realizing now being, you know, completely detached from a lot of things in my past, um, just how toxic different elements of my life really were to me, and then in turn how I became toxic to people around me, but um, at any rate, I am back living in Indiana, I'm living with my parents, which is weird, Um, I'm thankful to have a place to land, but it's not, um, still doesn't feel normal to me to be here, I'm so used to at least having a place of my own that I'm at part-time. Um, then of course when I was living in Texas, like I was in my own place with my ex, so, um, it's different, but, um, other than that, there isn't really anything else that's going on. Um, I haven't recorded an episode since November and that was all about just like kind of choosing yourself and moving forward, which I think at the time is what I was trying to do. Um, because when I came home from Colorado I actually ended up getting broken up with through a text message and then immediately was blocked. So I got ghosted and blocked. Um, Not only was my phone number blocked, but Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. He had even taken himself off of our travel Instagram account and had blocked his personal account from that. Um, He blocked me on Pinterest. He blocked me on LinkedIn. Like, it was kind of fucking psychotic, to be honest. But, um... 
I am realizing looking back how I kind of contributed to some of the downfall, but mostly how like I was just used essentially. Um, I think somebody was bored and they were looking for a rebound from the nasty breakup that they had had recently and I was the unlucky pawn. Um, and I mean, it is what it is. It hurt a lot. But now that I have my belongings back that I didn't have for a couple of months, like I don't really care. It's been much easier to keep that out of sight, out of mind and focus on myself and just move forward. But um, yeah, he had gotten me home from our trip and then he went back out to Colorado to finish work. And basically what it boiled down to is he like, he just quit talking to me. Like it was less and less every single day. I wouldn't hear from him for like two days at a time. So of course I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I'm blowing his phone up, trying to get answers, trying to get him to talk to me and nothing. So then he flies out to California, at which point he decides to text and break up with me and block me the first day he was working construction on a set for CBS Hollywood. So there's no coincidence that things happened the way that they did. Um, but as you can tell, I was involved in something really toxic and it didn't feel like it at the time. It was all, I think, infatuation based. Like he was very attractive, very charismatic. Like a lot of things about him were very like enticing. I don't want to say welcoming, but it drew you in and um, it, it made you want to know more. And I didn't know where I was at in life when I met him. I didn't, you know, I didn't really have any thoughts of what I wanted to do. The shop wasn't a thing yet. And then I decided to travel with him. And then I think that's where I really started to find myself and to figure out, you know, what I want to do with my life, you know, figuring out some things that I'm capable of doing, like starting a small business from nothing and actually making something of it. Um, being able to heal parts of myself that I felt were impossible to heal. Um, but ultimately, lots of things I was looking for in a partner, things that um, would fulfill me in my future um, when it came to love, really. And because to me, that's something that's really important. I've always dreamt about being married, and I feel like my calling is just to be a mom and to be a homemaker and to be a creative and... I guess I kind of got to get a little taste of that when I was out in Colorado, just being able to, you know, have my own voice, make my own decisions and do the things that I really wanted to do without being told no or that it wasn't worth it. So I gained a lot of freedom going out there. I gained a lot of freedom from toxic bonds that I was still connected to, um, a lot of freedom just within, like I said before, my capabilities and like what I am able to accomplish on my own or, you know, what I can do when I put my mind to it. So there's a lot of discovery that happened. So it wasn't all bad, but like when I got home, I could not fucking believe that this dude who was making all these plans with me and like doing all of these things with me would just out of the blue text me and say, Hey, I think that we need to break up. Like we both have opportunities that are going to, you know, pull us in opposite directions um, and then block me. Like, I didn't even get a chance to say anything. And then in order to get my belongings back, I had to communicate with his mom. So it just got really, really messy. But it's been about two and a half months since, well, going on like three months now, uh, since we've really stopped talking. And I have been able to, like I said, do some reflecting. And um, it's been nice. It's been really peaceful, to be honest. There have been, you know, Christmas was kind of hard. The holidays were just all around different this year. 
um, for my family for a number of different reasons, one of which, the main one being, there's an almost one-year-old in my family, he is my nephew, and usually how we do Christmas things, like Christmas Eve, this boy would have had like a 12-hour eventful full day of family, not really napping, and that's not ideal. If you've ever been around a one-year-old, it is not ideal. You do not compromise nap time. So um, things were different. You know, it would have been my fifth Christmas with my longtime ex, so that was hard. And um, yeah, I mean, this time last year, we were settling into our townhouse in Texas, and you know, things just look a lot different than they were, and it's okay. I've started to really find a lot of peace in that. Um, and I've been able to do that through breaking toxic bonds, whether it was, you know, one shared with my longtime ex or with this guy that I went to Colorado with, like, there's been a lot of personal work going on within me. Um, and in turn, I feel like that's making me a better friend. I'm more present. I am seeing my friends. Um, you know, I'm starting to meet new people. Like I'm really starting to kind of forgive myself and also give myself permission to, indulge in the things that I haven't been able to like hanging out with my friends and having you know those friends slash family dinner nights and just being able to spend time with the people I want to spend time with when I want to um but the first thing that you need to know when it comes to breaking toxic bonds Um, like I said in the beginning, starts with honesty and it's being honest with yourself about the situation that you're in and your relationship. So you're not stupid, no matter how crazy somebody might make you feel the way that you feel about your reality is valid. And it's probably very spot on. Um, I have been in the position where you feel like nothing you can do or say is right. Like you're kind of walking on eggshells and you have to kind of rehearse what you're going to say so that you don't start a fight things like that. So you need to be honest with yourself about those types of elements. Like, where are you seeing these red flags? Um, And really kind of start to compartmentalize and organize those things and figure out what's worth sticking around for and what is not worth sticking around for. Um, So the second thing, you want to pay attention to cycles. So when you are in a toxic relationship or a toxic bonded relationship, there are cycles of anticipation. Um, like the next fight, the next blow up, you know, what have you. Um, There's moments of momentary bliss where things are great, you're happy, you kind of feel like you're back on cloud nine, and then you kind of enter those feelings of abandonment, confusion, and gaslighting where it's hard to differentiate those things. But then you start to kind of find clarity when you speak with somebody that you trust. And if you are the trusted person, you have to help your loved one identify the elements of the crazy cycle so that they don't think that they're wrong or that they're imagining something or that their reality is different from what it actually is. Like you're kind of like an accountability partner once you have been the person that gets reached out to. Now, if you are the victim in this situation, you need to reach out to somebody as soon as you can because the quicker that you're able to confide in somebody, the quicker you're able to start making decisions and then potentially the quicker you're able to get out of wherever you physically are at, which is exactly what I had to do and precisely why I ended up moving back home with my parents, um, no questions asked. So, um, 
there is a lot of anticipation and adrenaline that surrounds a trauma bonded relationship so it's not going to be easy per se but it's possible um and what i mean by that is like the detachment really allowing yourself to not be associated with that situation or with that person anymore and one of the main ways that you know you can start this process of detachment is by unfollowing you know the person on social media no, it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. This could be a friend or like a colleague, maybe not a colleague, but like a friend or an acquaintance, um, maybe even a family member, let's say. Um, but you can unfollow them on social media. That's digital attachment. So by not looking at the photos or things that they're posting, um, you know, you're not allowing yourself to go back to those addictive chemicals because when you are in a trauma bonded relationship like it is a hold on I have a definition here um trauma bonding is created by the good and bad reinforcement of a toxic relationship trauma bonds occur when a relationship is solidified and defined by trauma such as toxicity addiction abuse and abandonment so it's addicting because the brain chemistry is rewired and it becomes hooked on the experiences a partner can offer. So you become addicted to the brain chemistry that's attached to the adrenaline and the anticipation surrounding the trauma-bonded relationship. So when you aren't engaging in things even digitally, you are weakening that rope in between you and this other person. Um, you want eventually to be able to just drop it and walk away. So this is getting you farther and farther away. It's tightening that rope, um, you know, and you have that much, you know, less space to hang on to per se. So the second part of that comes with detaching physically from a person. Um, and that would mean by moving out or, you know, switching a class so that you don't have to see a certain person or getting on a different shift from a coworker so that you're not interacting with them or not going to certain events that a family member will be at. Um, you know, you're, you're setting a boundary. You're not allowing yourself to be within that energetic presence of somebody because then that also is a way to trip you back into, um, you know, kind of indulging in those addictive brain chemicals that will swirl around when you encounter this person or a situation. So um, once the bond is broken, I can say that you feel a sense of freedom. You may find yourself having stronger feelings of detachment. And like at this point, you're checked out and you're ready to be done. Like you can't take any more. You're not going to put up with any more and you are just done. You have dropped the rope, you have no more space to hang on to, and you're just done. You're completely choosing yourself and not the other person. Um, and you start to find yourself again. Like, you you got to take baby steps. Like I said in the beginning, there's nothing that's easy about breaking a toxic bond. There's nothing easy that you know about breaking up with somebody, whether it's a friend or um, a family member or a romantic partner, it doesn't matter. It's going to be hard because at one point these people really meant something to you. You had a lot of experiences. There's a lot of memories attached, but you have to continually remind yourself to love yourself more 
than you love going back to the feelings that those addictive brain chemicals offer your body. Because those are very real things that are happening, but you have to understand it's a delusion. You, like your body at that point, is creating a positive response to something that is negative within your physical surrounding. And that should not be happening. That is how you enter a downward, downward spiral with mental health issues. So you've got to stay on top of that. You've got to allow yourself to move on. Because if you keep allowing yourself to go back to where those addictive chemicals fire off in your brain, it's going to be very, very hard for you to move on. And experts say that it takes seven times for somebody to leave an abusive relationship. And I wholeheartedly believe that applies for physical, emotional, and mental abuse situations. Don't, if you have the strength, don't allow yourself to wait until the seventh time. Get out. Get out and stay out and don't go back. Um, and like I said, nothing about it is you know easy for either side and... I think often one grieves because they've lost control and they've lost a significant figure in their life that they can control um, while the other, you know, really kind of gains their life back. There are a lot of things that are lost when you're the victim in a toxic relationship. You maybe sometimes feel worthless. Um... You may feel like someone's second-hand option, like used goods per se, like if you've been divorced at a young age. Like there's a lot of um, self-image and self-worth negative thoughts that will enter someone's mind that has been in a situation like that. And um, I think that's where, you know, your kind of accountability partner, the person that you have entrusted to confide in, I think... That's even more where they come into play because it becomes hard when you're grieving the loss of a relationship to focus on yourself and to remind yourself of, you know, the good things about you and your worth and the things that you're capable of. And, you know, it's okay. Sometimes we need somebody else to remind us of that. So you can't be afraid of what's going to come after ripping the bandaid off and breaking the bond. You just have to be strong enough to make that step and go into the unknown because when you make that step and you're deciding to break that bond you're not alone you have family you have friends and there I promise you there are people that will come out of the woodwork and be like oh my god you still have my phone number please call me at any time like I am here for you I can't tell you the amount of people that reached out to me and continue to text me and check on me and make sure that I'm okay and it's even people I didn't talk to at all during my four-year relationship there's people I've been acquainted with that reached out and were more supportive than I ever imagined. Like, I genuinely thought, aside from my few friends that I personally have, that I would be alone. And I am far from alone. And I have not been happier. Yes, there have been a lot of really, really hard days and a lot of weeks at a time where I'm, like, super down in the dumps. Like, don't feel like myself. Don't feel like looking pretty. You know, don't feel like getting creative. But then I fall back on those people that I trusted in my most vulnerable moments. And I start to find more and more little pieces of myself, little pieces of the puzzle that I am putting back together. And every single day that passes, I'm becoming more and more whole. Like there is a bigger picture and all of these little pieces that I've dropped along the way are starting to show back up in my life. 
And that's why I feel so called to share all this stuff with you because I know in my own experiences and the amount of people that I've been able to talk to in the last couple of months, there are so many people in this same situation. And many people don't know it because they're afraid to talk about it. And there's a lot of men that I have spoken to that are telling me about their similar situations and things that women have done to them. It's not just females that are victims in relationships like this. Men are affected too. And I found that a lot of my acquaintances have been hurt and burned in some of the same ways that I have been in this last year alone. And... While it's very somber to think that, or bittersweet, I guess, it's encouraging. Because you know that you're not alone. You know that you're not the only person going through it. There's no woe is me allowed to be had. Because you have about 10 other people lined up with you that are saying, well, fuck. We're back to square one. What do we do now? So there's no reason why you should feel like once you break that bond, you're not going to have anybody. Because it's not true. You can't convince yourself that you're not going to be worth anything or that your life won't ever get better, that you're not going to get the things that you want in life because it's not true. Those are lies that those addictive chemicals, those stupid fucking chemicals, convince you of. That's what the gaslighting convinces you of. That's what them making you feel crazy convinces you of. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. So I just want to wrap this episode up. And talk a little bit about my experience. I've kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, I don't know. I kind of I kind of wrote some stuff down, so bear with me. But um, I don't know. I I think I've made it very obvious that it's hard to go through these steps. It's hard to detach. It's hard to find that sense of self love and worth again. Um, I mean, there's still nights where I want to scream into my pillows because things just didn't end up turning out the way that I had thought or the way that I had planned. And I think that's hard for a lot of us as human beings because it's just within our nature. We want things to go our way. We want to be in control. We want to be right. And then when those things don't happen, you just kind of like hit a wall and then you can feel unmotivated. You might gain weight. You might quit going to the gym. You know, you might fall into bad habits that you once kicked. Like it can be really hard. You can literally hit rock bottom. But In my experience, I can honestly say I've gained and I've lost, but I think ultimately I have gained more than I have lost. Um, I have a clearer vision of who I am, who I want to be, the type of partner I can be, and the type of partner I want to be, and also the type that I'm looking for in life. And, you know, it's not easy for either of us, this breakup with my longtime ex. You know, we are civil We've spoken, we've seen each other. Um, It's hard, but I think we both understand this is for the best and this is what needed to happen. Um, But in the end, I mean, we both chose ourselves. And I think that's the best thing we could have done, not only for ourselves, but for each other, because it was just this downward spiral that both of us had really lost control over. Um... And I mean, there was a lot of time and memories made. I mean, we were together for four years, so you can't, that's a lot of days to be with somebody. Um, but I, you know, when I'm feeling sad or when I feel like I'm starting to kind of hit that wall, I can't remind myself of the memories and the time that we spent together. I have to remind myself of everything that led up to me leaving, everything that led up to him saying, 
he didn't want to be with me anymore. He didn't see me in his future. I have to remember those things and those things make me stronger. Um, and they continue to help me form that detachment and keep the rope on the ground and not pick it back up. You know, if I pick it back up, I know I'm not going to have a lot of space to back up into, you know, once I'm in that corner, I'm done. So it keeps me strong, keeps me level-headed, and ultimately keeps me focused on myself and my future and the good things that I want to keep coming my way. Um, and I've said a million times, nothing about it's been easy. It's really hard. Um, and I'm sure there will be lingering thoughts and, you know, memories from my time hop that'll make me think or get into my head. Um, but I'm happy being peaceful and I'm happy where I'm at right now. And I'm thankful to be where I am right now because statistically, you know, women in toxic or abusive situations, they stay in them and they're either physically getting beaten or, you know, they're self-harming because they can't get out. They don't have another option. Um, Some people literally feel too scared to leave because they feel like their partner or, you know, whoever will retaliate and potentially kill them. Like, I watch a lot of true crime documentaries and shows. I listen to a lot of true crime media, and that is a common thing. Most women especially don't leave an abusive relationship because they're not reaching out or because they don't feel like they can or that they straight up don't have that resource at all to get out. So if you're in a compromising situation and you know you have dependable people to rely on, Start working up the courage to call them and tell them what's going on so that you can improve your situation and live the way that you should live. You know, you don't, you should never live under someone else's thumb. You don't need to be getting hit by someone or controlled, manipulated, lied to, deceived, whatever. You don't deserve it. You deserve the world on a platter. Just like you want to give to your partner, that's what you should be receiving. So, um... The last thing I want to leave you guys with is to reach out, document what you're going through, find little joys every single day, because believe me, when you are ready to leave, you will leave. There will be no question about it. So until you are, focus on the little joys, things that make you happy, things that make your inner child happy, and start implementing them into your day. Because when you are ready to leave and you have left and you're at that healing point, And spending time with yourself, those are the things you're going to want to show up in your day. What's going to make, you know, little Mary happy or little Sally happy that's listening to this? Those are the things you need to focus on, those little joys. Um, And like I said, move on when you feel the strength. Um, That's the one common thing people told me is when you are ready, you will be ready and you will leave. And if you are the person... That is the trusted person. You can't pressure someone to leave or to break up with someone, regardless of what you see or how you feel about the situation. You just have to encourage them to leave when they feel the strength to do it. Um, Because all I can say is pressuring somebody to leave does not make it any easier. Um, Don't think twice. Find yourself. And just focus on loving life. You know, when you are in these types of relationships, these types of situations, they are (laughs) life-sucking. They're fucking life-sucking. So you just got to focus on yourself, love yourself more. And, you know, don't feel guilty for indulging in those things that make you happy. And ultimately, 
start the methods of detachment, get yourself away and just focus on yourself. You know, life is way too short to live it for other people. It's way too short to not give yourself what you want and what you deserve. So go for it. Be real with yourself. Be real about your situation and your surroundings and change your life because no matter how weak and how tired and just over it you feel, I promise there's a little bit more strength left in you that you can use to power through, change your life, and just be done with it. I am really excited for this new version of the podcast, I guess. New name, same vibe, just be real. It has a really great ring to it, (laughs) but um, yeah, I'm very excited for the rest of, you know, what's to come with this. I'm excited for the rest of my life and to see how things are going to continue to transform. And I mean, we're about halfway through the first month of 2020. If you're listening to this, you've made it. 2019 was a hell of a ride. But this year, there's a lot of clarity, a lot of great things coming for a lot of us, and I genuinely believe that. So just keep being real with yourself and make the most of it, guys.